This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Yes, welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider, and today we have got a milestone episode, huge. We are hitting the 50th episode, okay? We've been doing this for about one year. This is our anniversary. Thank you guys for sticking with us, and thank you for everyone that's you know, been with us as we're growing and, and coming on. I really appreciate all the support and everything. It's been unbelievable. Um, and we've got 50 different guests, too. So, I mean, the amount of content and people you can learn from is unbelievable. And to me, I feel like it's just the beginning. We are just getting started. The guests that I have lined up for the weeks after this are unbelievable. It's only going to get bigger and better. I'm... I'm just loving it. I love doing this. I love doing this with you guys. It's the best thing ever. So 50 episodes, huge moment right here. Thank you for all the support. Thank you to BeatSource for the support and everyone that's that's given me feedback, questions, and any of that. And um, for this one, we wanted to make it a little bit different. Um, so the special guest of the 50th episode is me. That's right. Uh Thankfully, DJ White Shadow, one of the greatest guys around, has agreed to interview me. Um, And we get to hear some things from my perspective. Uh, This was super fun to do. He's an amazing person. He came up with some great questions, some hilarious stuff. We got to tell some crazy stories. Uh, You're going to hear me talk the whole time, so I won't bore you too much here. But... um, before we get into it, I just want to thank BeatSource for giving me this opportunity, giving me this platform to do this on, and all the support, everyone that helps us out, Anthony, Vlats, Phenom, Quickie, Styles, Dr- the Drews, everybody involved, everybody that helps out. I mean, it's 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 a team effort here, and um, it, the team is strong, and I'm really appreciative to be part of it, um, DJ City and BeatSource. And if you don't know already, let me let me tell you, as I've told you on all of them, BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs, all right? We are a DSP, just like Spotify, Apple Music, and all that, but made for DJs, okay? We are a streaming service like that, but for DJs. The the playlists that are made are made by some of the greatest, most knowledgeable DJs in the game, made for you. And with BeatSource Link, you are able to DJ and stream music from the cloud into your DJ or um, software or hardware. It's unbelievable. The growth since we've launched it in Serato has been insane. Like the amount of playlists that people have been making uh, is, is just exponentially growing. The people are hitting me with their questions or with their examples of what they're doing, and it's been inspirational. I really feel like this is just the beginning for it. So get on BeatSource, do that free trial or whatever you got to do. Hit me with questions, and I can put you to, through to the right people if you need. But BeatSource link, BeatSource, it's the future. I'm telling you, it's super dope. This is how things are going, and we are setting the standard. And I am very, very happy to be a part of it, and I'm so proud of these people that are working on this day and night all the time. So shout to everyone involved. Um, Rob, Jonas, everyone. I mean, thank you, thank you. And thank you, the Beat Sorcerers. We made it to episode 50. We are all in this together. Um, The feedback is wonderful. 
You guys are fantastic. This has been incredible. I love it. I can't tell you how happy I am doing this. Um, so I won't bore you um, with too much. White Shadow asked me all types of stuff from my top favorite DJs to the worst DJs I've ever heard in my life. We talk about the ups, the downs. He really kind of gets me to talk about things I don't think I ever even thought about before. So um, without further ado, let us get into the 50th episode of the 20 podcast featuring me. DJ Spider. Give it up. Let's go. So let me start off by saying that this is the incomparable DJ Spider. This is his 50th episode of the 20, which, as I understand it, no longer has 20 songs. I had to do 20 songs at the beginning, but now you, I don't get to grill you with 20 songs. So I made about no. 20 questions that are um, probing. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> So let, let's start with this. Let's just start with this. If, if, I, if nobody, if people didn't know you, I'm assuming that most people that tune into this now know who you are because you've been able to tell your story through asking others questions. Right. But why don't you like kick off, you know, like in your own words, short or long, however you want to do it, just like a quick walkthrough of how your career started and like how, how you got to be a DJ, like when you, when you decided to be a DJ, like where... Got it. An abridged version of how we got to where we are right now. Okay, let's see if I can do this long story short style. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been DJing a long time. Like a lot of us, my DJ career has gone through a lot of evolutions. You know, I thought um, in the beginning. How I, long ago? How long ago? When did you start? Um, okay, so I probably got, you know, turntables around 1995. Okay. Um, and that was the time like I had been going to raves a lot. I was seeing all these people. I was listening to hip hop and DJ Premier and all this stuff and um, Tribe Called Quest, uh, you know, getting influenced by those sounds and uh, dilated peoples, all this stuff. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to play drum and bass and hip hop music and scratch and learn to scratch as good as all these people, put out hip hop records. Um, so, you know, it was a lot of just saving up for turntables, starting to practice, um, and learning as I went along. There was, like I said, a long evolution. I did college radio. I, I did a ton of things. I, I, um, I grew up in LA and I had left LA to, I moved to the Bay area for like five years, came back and, um, was, you know, just trying to do all that stuff. And probably I'd been DJing for about 10 years. I had my own record label and, um, had tried to put out a lot of music and a hip-hop group and all this stuff and around i want to say 2005 oh well i i will say right before this um shout to steve wonder uh me and steve wonder had kind of had met and started um a two by four group we were doing four turntables we would enter these contests put on by scion and try to win and get gigs like that and all this stuff and we would win a lot of the contests but nothing really came of it um and around 2005, I saw this contest in BPM magazine um, that was called Next on the Decks. And it said um, Mark Ronson was the judge and send in a 30-minute mix. And if you win, you get to go to Miami and go to Winter Music Conference, open up for Mark Ronson, as well as go on a U.S. tour with him and play this special BPM party in Los Angeles, which at the time, these were these like legendary parties um, that 
you know, had been started by Steve Aoki's manager, Matt. Mm. Um, and he was also running BPM. So I remember I'm like, all right, what do I have to lose? I'm DJing in bars for like 150 bucks at the most, you know, like try to just yeah. get by. I got a job in the day. I'm doing this at night and I've been doing it 10 years. And I remember even it being at the point where I almost wanted to quit. Um, and having conversations about that, like, oh, I'm going to go into music supervision or other things. And I remember just one night, I did it in one night, I, I stayed up all night, just made this crazy mix where I mixed together all kinds of stuff that I thought represented me, also played to Mark Ronson, you know, I used his um, ooh-wee track and did some different things, played Talking Heads and did crazy mashups and just whatever was in my brain, you know, and um, sent it in, kind of forgot about it. That was it. And got a call um, from Mark and Matt. And they're like, yo, you won the next on the decks competition. Um, and you're going to, you know, you're going on tour with them next Thursday. You're going to go to LAX and play with Mark at the BPM party. And LAX at the time was DJ AM's nightclub yeah, right. in Hollywood. One of the dopest clubs and AM, one of the most legendary DJs and and randomly, I had just met AM in Vegas. And um, so all this stuff was like connecting at the same time. Um, and and as well as MySpace was this big website at the time. For all you youngins, that was a site around. <laughs> <laughs> a guy named Tom started. Yeah. Um, but uh, And I remember being on MySpace and posting like they had that cool music player. And I would post my mashups and my mixes and try to get people to listen to it. And they had these these MySpace parties. And so I would always be hitting them up like, let me DJ the MySpace parties. Like no real response. So all at the same time, all this stuff like combined. I won this contest. I go do the Thursday night thing. I open for Mark Ronson. I'm at AM's club. AM's like, oh shit, like you won the contest. You're at my club playing with Mark Ronson. Like all that's happening. The MySpace people, I think also like acknowledged it. And it was almost like, like a snowball like start i felt it like starting like everything was like okay right. it's all converging so um i remember talking to my boy derek uh, urban medium at the time and i had made beats for his website like hip-hop beats and i was like yo i need like a logo and a website and i have to act like i'm a real dj <laughs> like yeah. i have my shit together people are gonna so he helped me get all my stuff together and um, it just all really started going from there. I mean, I could, you know, I don't want to keep it too long. So many things happened around that time. But but that night, the BPM party was one of the most fun gigs of my life, opening for Mark Ronson, then getting to watch him play after was unbelievable. And um, and then at the same time, just everything happened. MySpace said, okay, we want you to start DJing for us um, at these parties. They started flying me around the country everywhere. I was able to go to Winter Music Conference and go to Miami for my first time in my life. I'd never been to Miami, never been to Winter Music Conference. Um, that was probably one of the most legendary sh DJ gig shows of my life. I was at Mansion in Miami during Winter oh, nice. Music Conference. It was the biggest craziest club at the time i mean massive never dj'd anywhere that big and i had to open for what was billed as mark ronson versus dj am and um along with featuring dj spider yeah i would that nice. was like my prize you know was yeah. the, the opener awesome. so um i opened this up i mean i started the club there was zero people inside and then it started filling in 
And also shout to DJ Irie and Mr. Mauricio. They also DJed that night. That's where I met them. That's where I got to see them play and, and get the Miami vibe and all that stuff. And um, that night was just insane. Like I, I did my thing and then got to um, see them. I mean, th- I could tell a million stories of that night, but it was just seeing what went on that night was unbelievable like am skills versus mark ronson's skills and style and and what was happening but yeah so so all those things started happening mark took me on tour you know we went to new york and philly and all these places and it was just kind of like everything started going and um and then this person named scott murphy was like yo i want to i want to um book you in san francisco and i had barely gotten gigs like and as well as someone named dj stone rock shout to stone rock yeah yeah, yeah. um he somehow we we met each other he recommended me to this club called pussycat lounge in arizona and they booked me out of town this guy scotty boy recommended me to a club in san francisco so little things started coming together and um well then when scott brought me to san francisco um, at the time, he managed this guy Morse Code, and he said, um, "I want to manage you as well." And I'm like, "Really? Like, who are you? Why would I do that?" You know? And he's like, "I have this connection with LV, who manages AM, and we're going to start this company, and and you know, you'll be able to, like, AM believes in you. All this stuff, you know, um, could happen basically." So yeah, I did it. I ended up going on with them and um they were like okay when am can't do gigs we're gonna recommend you i was like all right cool so i i don't even know how long it was was like maybe just a few days or something i get a call yo um am can't do this absolute vodka event um in dallas can you do it i was like yeah sure like when is it they're like tonight I'm like, wait, what? I'm in my house. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, go to the airport as fast as you can. Buy the ticket at the counter. Get on the first flight you can. Just get there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. So I just go. I go to the airport, get on the flight, fly out there, do this crazy gig. Got paid like probably the most I'd gotten paid for a gig ever. I couldn't believe this was even real. It was the most fun gig. I got to do exactly what I wanted to do. I'm, the people there were amazing. I met this guy, Matthew and Parker, who own this club suite in Dallas. I'm still friends with them. They're great people. Yeah. And um, that sort of like set it off. And then it was like from there, I, I, I did good. And, and I did a good impression. I made a good impression. And they started sending me all over the place and um it just all started going and they started this thing called the dj company which eventually um transformed to dexstar and uh that was just like the beginning of all all that stuff and then there's you know there's so much to it but it but it was just that kind of beginning spark and then me taking the spark and sort of trying to make it into a bonfire you know right so you would say so so dexter rep represented you up up until the point where lv and those guys dissolved it um yes well dexter is still around um, Okay, but they are um i mean they they sort of transitioned to a management company in the sense where of more like artists and producers and stuff gotcha. like that and less djs in the beginning it was like dj am's dream team squad you know and it was like 
the DJs, everyone was like a super beast, amazing, like, you know, it was fashion scene, just all these amazing people. And, um, and then, yeah, they repped me for a really long time. And then AM after AM passed away, um, I stayed on for a while, but a lot of things just kept changing and changing and, um, you know, no hard feelings, but it just kind of, we mutually parted and, and then I bounced around to different managers, booking agents over time and stuff. So, yeah. Now, now, now do you, now do you manage yourself? Uh, at this very moment, yes, I basically manage myself. I mean, luckily I've got some great people in my life, um, that, help me out and you know i've met so many cool people in the world so um you know shout to even phenom edwin i mean he's someone that is just he has no he doesn't manage me or anything and really doesn't like get anything out of it but he's one of those people that will help you for no reason you know just to be a great great guy so like he's someone that probably would do more than even if i had a manager i feel right. like you know, he, <laughs> and, uh, I, I sent an email to somebody yesterday connecting them to edwin and i was like if you don't know edwin at this point and you're in, in, in 2020 you probably can't even consider yourself a dj at all <laughs> uh, i was like this dude's like the fulcrum of all has become the fulcrum of djing like as a, as a culture somehow. exactly so yeah. huge shout to him but but yeah. yeah i mean i've gone in and out of having managers having booking agents having managers and booking agent at the same time mixed with lawyers and i've tried everything um at this point i'm i'm managing myself um i had a booking agent well i don't know the booking agent thing i'm somewhat connected to a company but it's sure. a pandemic so yeah, yeah, yeah. everything not, not a lot of stuff going on out there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time um but i think as all djs we're we're ourselves that's the crazy thing about djing it's like being a boxer or stand-up comedian you just sure. have to fight for your own stuff and no one's going to care about your stuff as much as you so yeah um yeah and I, I think it's funny like a lot of the people that you mentioned on that journey are like the same people that i had you know, in my journey like i know i know scott and lv and and yep. i know up stone rock is was instrumental in my career moving to where it was and yep. of course steve and and scene and all those guys like i just talked to scene two days ago so it's like you I, all those people i feel like i was in a fraternity in the early 2000s like there's so many people that i totally that everybody knew yeah i read yeah yeah um yeah. but i i get it all right cool um let me ask you a shoot off of that um what 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 kind of advice would you give a dj i assume that there's a lot of young djs listening to this you know what i mean like it's probably not a lot of guys our age like that are listening to this at this point Right. I don't know. I think, you know, it's all over the place, but yeah. No, 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 but I mean, like, there's probably a lot of young guys. So like, yeah, what, what, yeah. What, what would you, what advice would you give? Like, what's, what is your, what, I, everybody's got their own secret. Like you said, everybody's got their own path. They're kind of doctor, whatever, would you call it? Boxers? <laughs> boxers. Yeah. Somebody's their own boxer or comedian. So like, what, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of advice, what kind of secret would you give to somebody that, uh, DJ that like looked up to you that wanted to be like, like DJ Spider? Well, I think... You know, be true to yourself. Just constantly tap into um, why you started doing this and what you're doing. Because especially now, like when I started, there was not as many distractions. Like I said, there was MySpace and I had like a sidekick where I could text. But like we weren't on every social media. It wasn't everything coming at you from every angle. Um, But nowadays, it's just insane. You're in a tornado of of distraction and Mm. comparison. Um, So I think if you can 
tap into who you are, who you want to be and why you started and just always remember like, why are you doing this? You know, to, to keep yourself genuine and authentic and not compare yourself to everybody, you know, and, and something I'm constantly telling myself is that you're only competing with yourself. And yes, yeah. of course, in a way you're competing with other people, but not really like you are it's you versus yourself you know i've heard heard like on a kendrick lamar album there was some thing where they said that and it like spoke to me so much because i'm like i'm always battling with this so just remember like as much as you compare yourself to everybody else or i'll never be like that like it doesn't matter and also something like that i struggle with that i think i'm still learning from is that it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to be the best. Yes, of course, it's great to strive to be the best and you want to do that. And I always want to do that. But it is good to just do the work, be consistent and enjoy the journey and the present time rather than worrying so much about, oh, I could have done this or I should be doing this or what's going to happen if I do this, you know? So yeah, those are just a few little things. No, I think that's about. awesome. Good. Uh, what 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 do you think makes the difference between a good DJ and a bad DJ? Then, <laughs> like 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 what, for for D, this is complete subjective for DJ yeah. Spider. Like if you're looking at a, t- a a DJ, do you ever go like that DJ is a shit DJ, or are you or like that guy that guy's like the best DJ ever? What makes a good DJ for your DJ Spider? Um, I think you know I uh, I yeah I do both. I mean I'm 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 critical and. I can have my own judgments on people. I try to err on the positive side of things and less judgmental. But of course, like um, to me, a good DJ is a well-rounded DJ. And what I mean by that is someone that cares about it and authentically wants to do it for the right reasons, um, which is music. You know, they're getting into it for music and not necessarily to be famous or this and that. Um but someone that knows how to read the room, read the read the stream uh, nowadays or whatever it is, but read the chat room or read the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ room, but read the room, you know, have, you don't have to be the best at everything. Like you could be the best at scratching, but you might not be good at other things. So to me, I, I wanted to be really good at scratching, but I also wanted to be really good at mixing clean. And I wanted to be really good at wordplay and thoughtful DJing and be able to rock all different types of parties and um, be able to scratch like with the best of them, but not necessarily, yes, maybe I won't be the top babu this and that, but just a well-rounded DJ, you know, and, um, you know, because yeah, I've been at things or parties or things where I'm like, my wife gets annoyed because she's like, stop talking about the DJ, you know, I'm I'm trying, you know, but I'm like, she's like pushing the button and it's like train wrecking and like, why is she doing this? Why is she here? You know, I I don't know. I mean, or he or whatever. I'm not calling out girls, but I'm just saying there's uh, people, there can be whack girls or guys and dope girls or guys, you know, or non-binary, whatever. (laughs) Five, five favorite DJs. DJ Spider's top five DJs. Oh man, I can't do that. Yes, <laughs> you can. Many. Come on, just five five of them off the top of your head. They don't have uh, to be in order. You can you can we'll put a disclaimer on that if there's more than five somewhere out there. First five a, you there's think a of. Million. I'm a huge fan of DJing. So I mean, 
like just over the quarantine being able to go on Twitch and watch so many more DJs than I had been able to see over the past 10 years even yeah. was like open my eyes to like I love this person that person. I mean I will say four color Zach really embodies yeah. a lot of the things I'm talking about. You know what I mean? His ability to combine everything, you know, from yeah. party rocket to he could do anything and the com and the comedy and all mixed together. Absolutely love him. Um, oh man, there's so many. Uh, I mean, Scratch Bastard. I I've always said like, if if someone could be elected like the president of all DJs or something, yeah. he could be it. Like he's happy. he's got his own hot sauce. He's got his own hot sauce. He's got his own hot sauce. It. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. it. That, that, Talk about like doing your own thing, right? Like how many DJs have their I own mean, hot sauce? I, exactly. I admire him as well. Both those people, but keep yeah. going. Yeah, I mean, just he's off. he's happy. He does everything beyond for the right reasons. Like I get so much out of anything he does. You know, I just I yeah. love it. Um, of course, Jazzy Jeff. I mean. Yeah one of the greats of all time. I mean, he never stops improving. He never stops working and, and getting better. And um, of course, do, helping others, you know, with his playlist retreat and all that stuff. Um, oh man, there's there's so many. Um, I mean, I, I always love, um, who else? Uh, there's there's a billion, dude. I don't know. I okay, all right, I, 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 I'll let you off. That's three. That was three really good ones. Okay, I, let, me, let me get that top pick. three. I can make okay. a list literally of a hundred that people need to listen to. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. All right, now this is even worse. Who's the worst DJ that you saw doing it? For, like you said earlier, somebody doing it for the wrong reasons. What's the worst experience you've ever had? You've got to name the name. Who is it? What happened? <laughs> I can't remember the name honestly. Like I have one. I'll tell you straight up. So go ahead uh, if you if you can if you can tell me who the DJ was or what it was or what. Go ahead. I don't know. I, well, I think I blocked it out of my memory. The worst I've heard. I've heard a lot of horrible DJs. I mean, I will like someone. There was a party I went to recently. It was like before a pandemic started, right before, and uh, I just couldn't believe what was going on because it was as like my son. He just turned eight yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jude! Happy birthday! Um, Happy birthday! He would have. And I've never taught him to DJ, but just with his instincts, he would have blown this person out of the water. Like <laughs> the way that every nothing was being thought out and mixed, and you could just tell that like she didn't know what she was doing. It was it was just it was bothering me so much, and um, everything was train wreck. Nothing was cohesive. There was no point to anything. Plus, she would act like she was so into it, like offbeat, and uh, right. It was killing me, and I don't know her name. I I, I oh, didn't. Okay. Uh, I, I can't say it. So and I would I would have I would I would have totally gone up and asked. Excuse no, me, I found it out. I found it out, <laughs> and I looked her up on Instagram and saw that yeah. she had tons of gigs and followers too. And I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. But um, you know, I don't know that. Uh, and then there's a lot of horrible DJs I've seen. Um, yeah. But I can't think of the name. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> who's your yeah, worst one? <laughs> Um, I did a I did a party once in Chicago, probably around 2005. Like, and um, it was like the time where people were sparking. Like anybody who was a C or D class celebrity could like take your job as a DJ. Yes. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like I'm I'm sitting there working. I, I honed this craft for a decade. You know, whatever. And right. and you're there and you're working like you said, 150 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever. It was yeah, um, yeah. because you love doing it and then some guy would come in and make 10 grand because 
he was some did something. So right. mine was Tommy Lee, worst fucking DJ oh ever God. in the history of all fucking DJs. He came in first of all, his equipment writer. They called me the club and like, well, you can you come set this up because we don't even know what this is. And I was like, <laughs> all right, it was like the brand new shit, like the newest new shit. I didn't even have it yet. Yeah. So I go down, I'm plugging it in, setting it up. I'm like, fuck, this guy might be good because this is crazy that he requested all this. Right. You know? Came in with one CD on his finger. One CD. And, <laughs> on and his finger. Had, on his finger. Like he was like, yo, this is it. This is the hot shit. And he put wow. it in one CD player and push play. And and I was like, what? I had to like scramble to get. He's nice, super nice guy. A lovely yeah, man. Lovely man. And yeah. I can't say that like if somebody just called me right now and was like, yo, we clean my pool. I'll give you fucking 20 grand that I wouldn't go do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not like mad at him. Yes. But, but you know, at the, <laughs> at the same time, it was absolutely ter- a torrential downfall. Ball of poop. It was the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> and I've the been music there. was terrible. I've yeah. been there. Yeah, and I've had opening DJs just try to like blow me out of the water. You know, they'll be like, I get booked in Rhode Island, and the person will do like try to be like, "This is what I got," you know, and uh, it'll be the you know, it's like, "What are you doing?" Like you're just doing yeah, the worst they, shit I've ever heard. That used to make me mad, but I, if if the DJ like would go in and just try and burn you with everything that they possibly could throw at you, but then I just started playing it all over again and not giving a shit. Oh, me too. Same. Yeah, yeah. But then when they were horrible too, I'm like, dude, yeah. just fucking <laughs> yeah. let me let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Lots of emotions out there. All right, here we go. Okay, let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Why do you think people book DJ Spider and not someone else? I think it's my hair. I was gonna, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that I had a thing on here asking you about your hair it's care each routine, individual but I don't curl. Know, I don't know if um, we'll get to it or not. Not, you know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm shocked that I could look back and go, "Damn, how did I make a career out of this?" You know what I mean? This is insane. Like, I feel so lucky and blessed that anyone wanted to book me ever, and a lot of times it was surprising to me. And um, but. I will say, uh, I I care about this. I care about anything I do. I care about, and I will put my all into it. So um, it doesn't matter if I'm cleaning your pool. I'm gonna that shit is gonna be spotless. You know yeah, what I right, mean? Like right. whatever I'm gonna do, I want to do the best. So I don't care where I'm DJing or what I'm doing. Um, I'm gonna do the best job. Number one, and I'm gonna over prepare which maybe is a downfall for me and my time. But like, I, you know, I want to, I just want the best for whatever. I don't care about the money. I've done a gig for free or no money where I'll put in just as much work as the highest paying gig I've ever done. Um, right. And I feel like I'm really open-minded to all kinds of music. I love people for the most part yeah, <laughs> and being, right. being around them and, and just hanging. I mean, if I do, <laughs> I hung out with some people yesterday and they were asking me a similar question just about, well, we were talking about actors getting booked on shows and, um, cause they were actors and, uh, and DJs. And I was like, some spots, I feel like they book DJs or book me just to like hang out. I'll fly all the way somewhere For and sure. they'll be like, let's just drink. And I'm like, wait, aren't I supposed to DJ? And they're like, whatever. And I'm like, there's yeah. 45 minutes left before you close. They're like, let's do some more shots. You can get on whenever you want. And I'm like, this is crazy. You know? So yeah. I don't know. Sometimes people just want to hang, um, you know, but, but like I said, I try to come with that open, um, uh, 
like well-rounded approach where I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to hit all the angles. I'm going to like make the party pop no matter what it is, like the cheesiest to the coolest to like a do-over to the most corporate thing. I'm going to just make it dope either way. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. I think that's a very good, good assessment of yourself. You're very okay. uh, self-aware. Good work. Okay. Trying. Uh, <laughs> you would be on my list of favorite DJs. I I, uh, I think that you're an amazing DJ. So ah, all, everything you're saying is good. Thank you. Um, what is the one thing you don't like about DJ? What do you hate about DJ? And, and wait, as a second amend, before you answer that, do you still get nervous before you have to go do a job sometimes? Um, yes, I definitely still get nervous all the time, like overly to the point where I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just constantly tell myself, well, I guess you still care about it. That's why. But yes, yeah. I'll, I'll get nervous. I mean, all the time, no matter what, which I don't know what that is, you know, but, um, and, and I try to channel it into excitement or whatever, you know, not use the like negative nervous kind of energy, but yeah, definitely still get nervous before anything from a DJ set to a podcast, anything I care about, um, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to get nervous. And, um, wait, what was the other question? <laughs> what, what do you, what do you hate about DJ? What's the, what's the one, if you could pick one thing you hate about it, what do you hate about it? Uh, I mean, I think that, um, what do I hate about it? Um, I think what I hate about DJing is, Ooh, it's hard to put my finger on that. I mean, I'm not saying I don't hate things about DJing. Um, just the, um, I guess there's, there's, there's something good to the, the lone wolf thing of it, but it's hard sometimes when you're, you're just alone in all this stuff. And like, um, I don't know. I mean, um, just like <laughs> shit, I've never really thought about what I, what I hate about it. I always talk about the positive and the things I love, but, um, just like, um, I think a lot of the business aspects, like trying to balance the artistic parts of the with the business parts of it while trying to remain genuine and authentic within all of it um i i enjoyed djing the most when there was no money on the line i think sure um so but i love getting money for djing sure. and for things so i can't uh say i don't love that part of it but it's it's hard i guess having to um, look at things from a business standpoint within DJing. I don't hate that though. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. That's a hard question, man. That's a really good question. I I, I think that uh, no. I think the answer is a good answer. Anytime you are an artist or a creative and you interject commerce into it, you know, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? I, a friend of mine when I was 18 and I was trying to produce was like, never, ever do this for a job. It's the worst idea you'll ever have. Like, you know what I mean? Because right. it's part, it's heartbreaking a lot of times. So I can see like, I think, you know, anytime. Yeah. Business yeah. and, business and, and I mean, art combined. It's hard. It's very like sub subjective. Like you said, it's not like a binary, like this is good. This is bad. Sure. Like, you know, I've been, I've left the night and then been like, that was so fun. And I walk outside and someone tapped me and they're like, are you the DJ? And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, oh, that was the most fun night of my life. Like, you're so great. And then someone was listening and they tapped me and they go, hey, you're the DJ. I'm like, yeah, like you're the worst DJ I've ever yeah, heard. Right. Like that For was sure. awful. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I guess it's just the ups and downs of DJing. Um, 
can be hard emotionally, you know, yeah. especially as you get older and you're trying to support your life and a family yeah, yeah. And, and all that, you yeah, know, it's, you know, it's, it's funny that, funny that you, like I, I experienced that all the time. Like you, you, same thing with making songs, same thing with any kind of art you make, right? There's one person that loves it, one person that hates it. That's what it is, right? People right. have strong, and who's strong right? emotions. Is anyone no, right? No, yeah, they're no. not right. You're right but, for, for just doing it. Right, right. And, that, and like I used to, I obviously I DJ a lot less than I than I used to, but um, I, I used to find the one person that was having the best time and like straight just DJ for that person. Like if somebody, I yeah, know. like that, just like that's the guy I'm DJing for. He loves this. He's gonna get you know make out with that girl he's with, and that bottle's gonna be worth. It. He's gonna have the best time of his life. I'm DJing for that dude. Right. You know what I mean? So who gives a shit who the guy about the other guy? If one guy has a good time, it's better than you know 20 people having a bad I know time, but right? for some reason the human brain can see like 20 people having a good time or I get it. 19 of them and then one not and you're like ruined you know yeah. like I suck and it's like what no you don't like that person just has their own shit going on you know Yeah um okay what what now for for DJs now or for you now what do you find yourself having to do I mean obviously like like you just said earlier, you could see a lot of DJs on Twitch and there's a lot of technology that's developed and, you know, yeah. they, on B-Port, they just released this uh, you know, playlisting. It goes integrated right near Serato, which I've been messing with. It's insane. But like, what do you have to do now that you just never thought you would have to do when you, when you started out? Like your apex of like, you know what I mean? Like when you were, yeah. when you were training for that BPM party moment, like versus like today, like what, what do you have to do now that you never thought you would have to do that? Right. Uh, a lot. I mean, I feel like every year more gets added on, you know, and does yeah. not get taken away. <laughs> like yeah, It's right. like the, I mean, this year alone, having to learn how to be a, a television broadcaster from my own bedroom and right. set up green screens and learn how to use open broadcast software and um you know like like just so many things like that and then having to do and then yeah just trying to trying to do every job from being a graphic designer to um all that stuff and then having to learn to which is cool but like to delegate and be this like boss where it's like okay i gotta hire these people to do that and, and trust that person to do that and um i just never pictured that i thought i would just like play dope songs and it would be cool and i had some business person that would help me do things and tell me what to do and i would right just be like i'm a dj and everything's cool and nothing serious you know but um over time i it's just crazy having i didn't know i'd be doing so many aspects of the business handling so many things and helping to promote and um you know just just constant stack of of new things that come into play every few months or every couple of years yeah that that's that's one thing that i can say that i admire about you as well is that you're you're a consummate businessman i feel like you're evolving into stuff all the time and most djs that i know that i do admire that i do respect or i have you know made it or whatever are, are great businessmen as well for by by fuel or fire whatever you call that hot hell or high water like you either learn it or you don't right like it's yeah a, um yeah um thank you i think you, yeah, I think I you mean, do a really yeah, good job with your shit yeah, it's it's like, and it's constant learning. I mean, this podcast, you know, like um, f uh, one year ago, it was like one year, 50 episodes and like, the, you know, BeatSource uh, and Phenom and Styles and Quickie. And the, I mean, shout to them and thank you. They're like, hey, you want to do a podcast? You know, and I'm like, 
yeah but then i'm like how do i do this you know so it's just constant learning and just trying to and now i'm learning about the ins and outs of the podcast world and and all that stuff i i didn't know i'd be doing that you know and who knows what's going to be going on in 2021 and the things i'll be working on there you know I, I, I've already, uh, joe, joe rogan checks on you uh, 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 oliver nathan uh, let's go uh, I, i've been thinking show. i mean the amount of business and just random ideas I've come up with just for ha- being stuck at home for seven months is sure. insane. It's just a matter of try- picking which ones to execute or seeing which ones catch on from the ones I've been trying to do in the background. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll make it. Uh, you're very resilient. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the next one. I have so many questions that I wrote. So I hope I, I don't even know what time it is. But I think I'm getting uh, through all of them. No, it's great. I love it. I think we've only been going, you know, like 40 minutes or something. Okay. What's a mistake that you've seen, uh, like a colossal error you've seen another DJ make? In their oh my God. You don't, have their, to, you don't have to name the DJ. You don't have to name the DJ. It could just be the mistake. Okay, in their career or just at, at, at a gig? At a gig, yeah. Like at a gig or like <laughs> I mean, at a but I, I some, assume that affects their career as well. So it's like, what? Well, six and well, one. Well, it doesn't it. always affect your career. Like, I don't think that, like, I can think of one example where it was just hilarious what happened. And it's just like, wow, that's a DJ. And I'm sure I've had weird mistakes like that. But I yeah. don't think this affected the person's career. But okay. I, rem- I remember uh, DJing at this spot in Hollywood. And it was like this really popping spot. And like, we're on stage. And, um, I don't know if I was about to go on or he was going on or whatever was happening, but it's cracking in there really hard to get into club and, and he's on and, um, he's DJing. I mean, I can't even fully remember what was happening, but you know, when you're, you're mixing in the headphones, basically he was mixing in the headphones and he's using the crossfader and he has, um, one of the volumes up and one of the volumes down but in his head he has both going (laughs) and like it's loud in the club everyone's going crazy he's like so into it and i'm watching him do it and then i just see him um you know mixing over and i see him thinking he's mixing the songs but only one is playing and so he's slowly like pulling the bass out of it and like it's getting thinner and thinner and thinner until he finally goes boom into just silence and the whole club's like what's happening and the dude and then he's still going crazy up there like bobbing his head because he's listening to the headphones which this is what always scares me about the in-ear monitor thing you know especially mixed with like drinking or something because you don't know what's happening yeah and i'm i keep looking at him and i'm and you know in the club like there's no way to talk because it's so loud so it's like we have like dj sign language which is mainly just like oh yeah like that yeah. song or like <laughs> you know it's like you can eat you know, want a drink <laughs> right so i didn't do that what i was yeah. doing was i was like yo it's it's not you know and he thinks i'm doing like that was a crazy mix so he's looking yeah. at me like that's right bro and i'm like yeah. no no it's like not on you know and i keep trying to tell him keep trying to tell him so i'm like take off the headphones because i couldn't really get over it. and then he's i see him take off and hear that it's just silence and he's super confused too so he's like so he goes back on the crossfader to the other song which is so crazy everyone's like ah. then he goes back to the silence like he couldn't figure out what the hell was going on and then finally he like puts up and he's so embarrassed he's like i can't believe you saw me do that and i'm like yo it happens happens to the best of us i mean that's just something that stands out my mind is like whoa what are you doing you know yeah. but i see how that could happen i don't think that affected his career um yeah yeah I don't know. I mean, you know, so that's that's just a random kind of little mis- DJ mistake, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever made any 
colossal DJ mistakes when you were playing that you can recall? Oh my recall? God, yes. A bill, so many. I mean, it's unreal. But uh, I told one a week, a couple weeks ago, that was just so embarrassing. Um, but I mean, I've made mistakes like that even before I knew you could do Apple Z and, and undo, like where you just um, shift you know, left arrow and you put the wrong song on the deck that's playing and the whole yeah, crowd's yeah, just like, I've what are you doing? And I, yeah. I've done horrible things or played played a song by some, like, you know, there's rappers in the club in Vegas and you play like a song by the rapper's nemesis and I don't realize what's happening or yeah. um, just so many things, you know, in that that vein where i just screwed up like i told this story i mean if people want to go back and listen to the whole thing but basically being at one oak and buster rhymes wanted to rap over this song and me playing it and and there was no lyrics on like there was the song just played the chorus and was a short edit and just goes to an explosion he keeps oh, like, oops why, why are you not playing it play it play it play it. and i'm like i don't have I don't it, have like, it. <laughs> and, it's you gone. Know, owners staring at me just like crazy you know yeah. I've had i've had a lot of crazy ups and downs everyone thinks like everything is just perfect and you see on people's instagrams like oh their life is great and nothing bad's ever happened but i mean i've been pulled off in a lot of cities you know i've been pulled yeah, off yeah, the sure. decks from, in every major city probably from new york to miami to vegas to la you know i mean i think that's the price you pay too when you try to do your thing. I didn't want. I don't want to be straightforward exactly yeah. what they want. So I'm trying to do my own thing, right. especially in a mainstream environment, and it doesn't always go over good. With, yeah, with the yeah, owners. yeah. I, I got. We were talking about Irie and Mauricio, and 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 I got Irie put me up on in a club in Miami. I don't even remember what the name of the club was, but it was a big one. Yeah. And I went in on my third song. Mauricio was playing like some pretty heavy hip hop. So I went directly into like up tempo, like dancier stuff to get people to like just get a shift change or whatever. Yeah. And that that song that Timberland and Timberlake and Nelly Furtado that when you see me in the club, na, 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 oh, I played yeah, that yeah. like the third song. And I didn't know that like Timberland was like beefing with Scott Storch at the time and they had some kind of whatever. And Scott Storch was in the club. And of course, he probably. $50,000 every time I went to the club. Right. So I, it was my third song and I, I carried out of there like the Sandman. They, they, he was like, get this motherfucker out of here. No because way. I, because like I played the song. I didn't know it was even a beef between these two. Right. And apparently it was a big deal. And they were like, yo, you got to go third song. I'm like, what did I do? They're like, it doesn't matter. Get the fuck out. I was like, okay, cool. And then they were nice to me after they got me out of the booth, but they had to see an immediate action. Scott right. Storch needed immediate action. Scott Storch needs that there. immediate. Oh, he would be you in the club like every time in Miami. He was always. Uh, yeah, I'm not mad. There. I mean, fuck. If yeah. I was spending $150,000 in a night in the club too, I'd want to direct right. what was going on for sure. Yeah. Somebody played a fuck Paul Blair song. I would be like, yeah, get that motherfucker <laughs> out of here. You know? Exactly. But it's like, how, you, how do you, you know? Yeah, exactly. How we expected to know. Um, okay. If you can pick one inspirational character whether it's a musician or a business person or another dj that like kind of molded like shaped your career somebody you looked up to i know you mentioned a couple of your favorite dj DJs already but is there somebody that um is a seminal figure for you in your life as a, like a a person um well i mean if some of the djs i didn't really get to mention in there 
Well, I, I mean, I, I think I, I like to try to take inspiration from all over the place. And like I said, I try not to compare myself too closely to like one person because you get so stuck on things. Everyone's different. And that's yeah. why we're all we're all special. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> um, but like, um, so, you know, I mean, there's people like Quincy Jones who are like, I'll read so many of his quotes and listen to his things and see what he's done and, and learn about his life. And after watching that documentary and... Um, um things like that like i got like he's someone that i'll take pieces from but but in my direct looking up to world someone that i didn't get to mention in that list that i think i because i think i thought was obvious but i want to say it is dj am mm-hmm. um had a huge impact on my dj career i mean he's yeah. someone i think about all the time i think i got his records one of his serato records up back there um yeah. but he's he never leaves my mind um, in a way, you know, with DJ world and, and anytime I'm DJing, he's somewhere in there, you know, I'm thinking about him. And like you said, whether it's the, the business aspect of it, the being a human being aspect of it to um, being uh, to, to the way you DJ, you know, and he was so well-rounded. He was so amazing. I mean, he's obviously the greatest, um, but, but, being able to spend time with him, it was really like meaningful. And I learned, I would learn so much in these tiny moments. Like I remember being with him in New York and, and he's so, you know, he'd be sober all the time, sober. Yeah. Um, the, the times we were hanging, you know, and I remember we go to, um, we went out to eat at Blue Ribbon, um, like one of the spot in New York where it was like open super late. We all go to eat. I think Morse code was there too. Maybe someone else. And, um, we go sit down to eat and uh, this super drunk dude with his girlfriend is like talking shit to AM. Because, you know, AM was like a public figure at that sure. point. You know, he's yeah. a famous, famous person. Yeah. And we're sitting there in this back booth and the dude's just drunk talking shit for no reason. And uh, he's like, "You, my girl... Oh, are you looking at my girl? My girl's looking at you. Like just, just being extra crazy, like trying to start a fight and going crazy. And I remember like Morse code was all mad, like fuck this guy. And I was even like, Oh, should we be like trying to fight this guy? Like what happens at this point in this situation? And AM was like, so chill about it. And I feel like he said something to the effect of like, I'm not arguing with this guy. Like he was super nice. He was just like, yo hey yo b get a hold of yourself yo get your boyfriend out of here you know just just very like chill and straight to the point and he was like and i'm like why aren't you reacting you know and he's like fighting with a drunk person or someone on drugs is like fighting with a brick wall like why are you going to use your energy to do that you know what i mean right, and right and it's not like he was this um you know positivity like expert or something but like or like the dalai lama but just the way he's like, I don't know, the way he wanted, he channeled his energy in the right way at all times, you know, his creative energy yeah. and what he had. And, and he's not going to waste it on some drunk dude. And that the yeah. way that ended was amazing, too, because the guy's screaming, I'm, I got way more money than you. I got a black card. I got this, like trying to do anything to piss him off. The dude ends up coming back because he was throwing around his black card or whatever it was lost it he's on his hands and knees and like the booth in front of us trying to find it looks like such an idiot (laughs) so like it proves like you don't have to do anything everything will come to these people when it needs to you know so um yeah i mean and just his business stuff and and all that you know so i think dj am i mean i got so much out of 
my time with just Mark Ronson and and um, any interaction I've had with him really has always stuck with me. Any a lot of the things he said to me, and and I even got to have a tiny interaction with Quincy Jones. I DJed the. Um, at the Toronto Film Festival, I got to DJ the premiere party of his Netflix documentary. And yeah. um, I got to talk to him after. And just the little conversation and the things he said to me were huge. And and randomly, he's been at a bunch of my gigs. I don't know why. Like when I do Sundance Film Festival, they'd be like, Quincy yeah. Jones is here. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's like always around. And I remember my wife one time was there. And she went over and talked to him for a while. He was talking to her for a while and she was telling me some of the stuff he was saying and just how like he was like travel, you know, like you need traveling will teach you everything about the world. You know, that is your education, you know, and obviously you want to have education, but like traveling is your most valuable thing you can do, you know? And um, yeah, it's just things like that, you know, stand out to me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I believe that that's true too. It's like uh, finding people that, um, you know, are greater than you to like look up to. I mean, everything you just said about Quincy Jones and AM, I feel the same exact way. Adam was a really uh, amazing individual. And although I have not had the chance to like sit down and have a one-on-one with Quincy Jones, I feel like the guy, if I can learn anything, he has been to a lot of parties that I've been to as a much older man than myself, Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Like, I don't want to go to parties now and, and I'm like half of his age. So it's like, whatever he's doing, I, I, maybe I should Yo, start taking a I would from, walk in, we'd be at Sundance and they'd be like, oh, we're going to go to Tao after hours, you know, like this, like Tao nightclub with those after hours. We would go, it's like 3.30 in the morning and he's chilling like in the booth yeah. with like people. Yeah. I'm like, I've been Yo. there, seen it. This guy's amazing. And when I yeah. did that, when I did the party for um for his Netflix thing, um I I wish I could write. The, I should have written a lot of this stuff down because I can't remember every detail. But I remember they said um, Quincy needs to have a small cooler next to him with uh, a bunch of pints of ice cream. Oh, oh, two things. It was at the party. The party started at like 5.30 p.m. And he was super pissed because it was way too early to start because he likes to sleep all day long. And then he also likes to eat ice cream the whole time and eat ice cream at the party. I'm like, can I have that life? I mean, he's earned that by far. But it's like sleeping all day and then eating ice cream and having a cooler (laughs) of it next to you. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's uh, like that's like the doorstep. That's like the, the, the steps uh, on the way to the door to heaven. That's like uh, what you get to do when you really killed it. Like, oh before. my God, yeah. exactly. So I feel like yeah. that's what I would like to do forever and ever throughout eternity. Sleep that's, all day and eat ice cream all night. Please. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. A uh, couple more and then I'll leave you alone. No, I'm um, it. When does DJ Spider stop DJing? When do you stop doing what you do right now? I don't know. You know, I mean, this has been a very introspective year. Um, And um, it's, I've had to have thoughts that I never had before, I think, this year, you know, and I haven't drank alcohol as much. I haven't done, like, I haven't been home as much. Like, even just, even, I don't, I'm not like a crazy drinker. I don't get that faded, but like, being home all the time has made me think about a lot of things. I don't have the answer. Um, I used to say never, and I still think never. Like I love DJing. I love just going over to my turntables and scratching for fun. And um, once I sit down and start mixing things together is when like 
that magical feeling comes back and i'm like oh shit i put the weekend acapella over this crazy disco track it sounds so perfect and i need to keep going um so there's something inside of me that i love it i love it i love it so much and hearing new music i mean one of the reasons why i started djing i felt like was well was to try to get the promo records for free once i figured out that they send you the records i'm like that's when i was doing college radio but also was to share it with the world i wanted to do radio i wanted to go be like everyone needs to hear this this is amazing so it's the music discovery that keeps me going and then sharing it with people and um so i don't think any of that will ever die um and go away um so i don't know i don't know if i'll ever necessarily stop djing um but like i said there's so many things i want to do and and i love music production that's something i've always done and i love all these business ideas I've been thinking of over this time and different things I have been working on and podcasting um, and all this. So it's it's going to fit in there somewhere. I don't think it'll end. Um, but I don't know if I necessarily, you know, who knows where it'll go. Like I said, my, my career evolved so much. It was around the 10 year point when was the first time when I'd ever even been to a bottle service nightclub or in that environment, you know? Yeah, and right. now I must be at the, I don't even know, 20 something year point and everything just keeps moving and changing. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like, oh man, I don't even know how to ask this. Like, uh, do you, do you have ambitions like that you haven't achieved yet that, that like in DJing that you still want to accomplish or is it something that like you just, you know what I mean? Like, is there, Yeah. I, I guess when you're, when you're, to get to that bottle service level or to get to like the level of, of a competition where you win. I mean, those are ambitions that you have when you're younger. Do you still have things that you haven't been able to accomplish yet that you think of? Um, I mean, In yes. the DJ field, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to DJ everywhere in the whole world, you know, like every yeah. single, I'd love to continue to travel once we're back to safety and not getting COVID and whatever, but I'd love to travel the world DJing everywhere, you know, and I'd love to build up, um, because also you get stuck in this, um, when I was in the nightclubs, you can get complacent and forget why you're doing it and be playing music you don't like and stuff. So I want to get back to that place where I'm playing music that I do like and that, um, I'm like, uh, yeah, you, you, like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more authentic, genuinely playing what I want and doing what I want, and then getting booked for that and touring around right. for that and DJing for the right people at those things. And and there's so many places I've never been that I still want to go DJ. Um, and I'd love to make my own music and perform that, um, you know, which is something yeah, sure. I, I used to do in a hip hop group and it was insanely satisfying and, and doing that with my edits and my remixes and stuff is cool. And I've produced tracks and I've scratched on people's records, but I don't know. I've still haven't put out music, um, like that, where I go tour around off of like music I've made or something, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. That's good. Good ambition. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's all the monstrous questions I have. Okay. I did write down that after 20, here's my last question. Here's my, here's my exit TJ spider question. Oh man. You have to dump your wife and your child and you have to marry one spice girl. <laughs> Who, <laughs> which one 
and why? Well, I would never dump my wife. So, uh... <laughs> no, completely hypothetical. When we know that you have a lovely wife and your child, I was just didn't want you to give that as a cop out answer. You got to okay. pick a spice I'm not going to dump my. You gotta, dump... You gotta... Yeah, and my child could come along, I guess. Uh, but, but no, I, no, um... you, you have to turn over all Yo, new leaf. It's I'm like, gonna be it's honest. Brand new leaf. I can't. Even, I don't remember all every Spice Girl. Um, but who you they are. One. And you, that's the one you're probably gonna you, you have to say. Which, which, oh my which god! One is it? I don't know. I don't know if I would get along with any of the Spice Girls. <laughs> the only ones I Just, remember is the Mel B one. There and you the, go. Um, that's it. Mel B. See. That's I don't know one. if I could be with her. Yeah, Victoria <laughs> Beckham. Victoria Beckham might be a little too uh, too serious. She would like my son a lot for the soccer part, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Mel B. I don't even remember who are the other ones. Scary. This. I mean. Jerry, Jerry Hall, Hall, something. Oh, I, no, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know either. I was just trying to think of like a, a musical group that had, I could have said New Kids on the Block. You I was going to say, I um, I'm going that. Jordan Knight. That's yeah, my, uh, my partner. Everybody knows that about you. <laughs> Everybody knows that you would pick Jordan Knight. Um, all right. Well, do you have I, I, anything that, you, uh, that, I, that I left out that you want to discuss? I feel like I'm, I've been grilling you and, I, and, and trying oh my to find God. out what makes no, DJ Spider I mean, tick. I sort of tried to like challenge myself by not preparing at all for this <laughs> because yeah. I always go crazy preparing for everyone before. Um, so I, you know, I don't know off the top. I mean, um, listen, I listened to a bunch of stuff that like, I, obviously I couldn't listen to all 50 podcasts and oh, the last week cause my brain wasn't really working, but no, like, that- I feel like you talk a lot about the ins and outs of technical things, right? Like right. what, how you organize your crates or like what it is that, you know, you do all blah, blah, blah. Where do you True. get your stuff from this and that? So like, I didn't, I wouldn't want to ask you too many of those because I feel like that information's out there. But yeah. like, I, you know, not a lot of people ask you like how, what makes you tick as a human being? So I thought it would be nice to find out, you know, if I was a younger person, uh, uh, less well-versed in my knowledge of, of you as a human being, the kind of questions that I want to know would be like, what exactly like makes you function the way that you function? Because in, in all regards to me, you're a very highly functioning DJ. There's some DJs out there that are great DJs that are low functioning DJs. And there's some DJs that are not that great of DJs that are high functioning DJs. And I think that you, like you said, the key to this conversation for me has been for you to point out balance. Like you're a very balanced person when it comes to your business and like your, your music and DJing. And, 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 I, and I've always admired that about you, that you're able to, uh, and, and I think that's something like that all of us, like in that particular time frame, um, you had to hustle a lot and, and you had to make connections and meet people and diversify your bonds a little bit and stuff and like do different things <laughs> yeah. because there was a time where you were making $150 a night. You know what I mean? Like, and you had yeah. to go do other shit, book clubs, like do things like go inter competitions, whatever it may be. But right. um, I've always admired like the fact that you were able to go out and, and DJ for a, uh, for blink for blink, you know, like, like that, that's something I've really never, um, you know, done for, for a band, like as far as like, I mean, I've DJed with people obviously, but like never gone out on stage and like been the DJ for a band, especially somebody of that seminal of a band. And then like, also you're always into something and it's always done very, um, with class. (laughs) Do you know what Uh. I'm saying? Like, it's always, it's always, it's always done 
very well. It's well thought out and, and done with class. So I, I don't know. I admire that about you. So I think that if I were a younger person, I'd want to know how, why that worked. And I think I was trying to ask. Right. That no, I appreciate all that. That honestly, it means so much coming from you and everything you're saying. I appreciate it. And it's hard to see things from the outside. Like I feel like an insane person and completely unbalanced and like I need to improve so many things. And, you know, it's a, it's a constant work in progress, you know? And, um, but yes, there are certain, certain things that I pride myself on and I know I can go to sleep at night and feel good and about myself. And, um, you know, like I'm, I'm, I try to be honest and genuine and, and like you said, do stuff with class in a way. And, um, just not not get bigger not make build myself up by bringing other people down you know sure um yeah and, and honestly like it goes back to what you were saying earlier right you phenom and quickie and and the drews are that that ragtag group of animals came yes. up and said hey man come and do this podcast and it wasn't because you were exper joe rogan like experience it was because they know the quality of your work and they know that you're a nice guy and they know that you're an expert in this territory. Like you're, you're an expert. Like, do you think you're an expert? You're an expert. So it's like, for me, it's like, that's, that was like the thing about this whole thing. Why is DJ spider qualified to do this job? And I think that like a lot of your answers illustrate that very well. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised anytime people ask me to do stuff. You know, I remember Travis Barker was like, Hey, we want you to go on tour with blink 182. Like you said, and I'm like, I literally think I said, why? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I said, I said what, huh? I, no, I said, what am I going to do? And he said, you do your thing. And I'm like, but what's my thing within that world? Like, that's crazy. You know, I think sometimes other people will have more faith in me than I will have in myself sometimes. And then I have to build myself back up. Even when I won that next on the decks contest, I thought it was a yeah. fake phone call. I'm like, yeah, right. After all this yeah. 10 years, I'm going to get called and they're going to tell me, I'm the guy. There's no way, you know, yeah, like, right. but they're like, yeah. And everything, every single one of those things that I sort of set my sights on and, and, and my ambitions on, I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. And then when it happened, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, why is this happening? And, and when they asked me to do the podcast and all that, you know, so I appreciate infinitely, uh, the belief in me that these people have, like you said, the Drews, I talked to disco drew today and he, we were talking about, yeah, you know, different things with the podcast and ideas and and just the support from from the people in my life is huge and you and and every anybody i you know that i'm not mentioning like i can't tell you how much i appreciate it because as people especially in this time alone in our house you really you go up and down of doubting things and why you're doing things and and who you really are especially when you're when you're well, i'm touring every day of my life it doesn't matter who I am because I'm just doing shows and I'm tired. Yeah, but yeah. like it, it takes once people take away your touring, you're like, you have to have these existential things and who am I? What do I represent? And what do I want to show people? And what am I teaching my son? You know, that that's when things get crazy and, and all that, you know, and, and seeing the way he, like, like I said, it was his eighth birthday yesterday, seeing who he's become and the things that hopefully I've tried to instill in him along with my wife, made me go okay i think i'm doing the right thing or it's coming across good you know like he makes good decisions and and um and i think like you said resilience there's been times where i'm like 
I suck. I'm the worst. Like I shouldn't be doing any of these things. And then I'll have to talk to someone, my sister, somebody, and they'll go, do you understand? Like you're showing when you have a downward thing and you come back from it, you're showing someone how to come back from, from the falling down part. You know what I mean? You could just stay down and be done, you know? So yeah. You have to just look at everything from other perspectives. But that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, that's what I guess what I mean, like, from my perspective of interviewing you, that's what I'm telling you that I admire. People choose you to do this. People don't just pick out of a random hat some DJ that's hot on the internet to go do the Hulu party or whatever, right? Or whatever kind of thing that Playboy or uh, any of the number of groups that you've dj for the high level things right they picked right. you because you are reliable they, they didn't pick you to do the podcast because you were gonna get through two episodes and not figure out how to work your mic and quit you know what i'm saying it's <laughs> like that like it's like everybody knows that about you and i just think it's very admirable it, 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 that's what i was trying to get out about some of the things about djing like what what does it mean to be a dj what does it mean to be a successful dj who do you look up to and why and it's all of those things i think have a lot to do with music but they also have a lot to do with what you were talking about with am am is a great dj i know a lot of djs that are better than am do you know what i'm saying like yeah. i know a lot of djs that are better than AM. that were better than am when am was at its very best the, the, right but but what separates the wheat from the chaff is how you conduct yourself and how you put your put your you know reputation out into the universe and i and i and like i think that if I can big up you on your 50th uh, episode, that I, I've always admired that about you, that nobody says bad things about Oliver Nathan. So even behind your back, besides me, I talk a lot of shit about you behind your back, but that's like a whole different thing. That's yeah, fine. I, it's just because I'm jealous. I'm jealous of that hair. Um, I but, talk shit but, about myself. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I think that uh, if there's something to be gleaned from from uh, onlooker um, in regards to this 50th, you know, benchmark is, is that you're, you're a pretty badass dude. And, and I think that you're uh, very good at what you do. Um, and you're good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for letting me interview. Uh, I, I know, I don't think I was the first, I can't, I've made a, I made an office reference earlier, but this, I, I love the office. So I, I oh, who does relate it? a lot to the office. Right. But this is kind of like, uh, when Dwight got to give the speech, it's the best salesman. And like Michael Scott was like, well, I'm his boss. And like, I kind of like taught him how to do this. So it's kind of like my podcast. So like, it's, I, this is where we're at right now. It's like, I'm interviewing the guy whose podcast it is. So like, really, it's like my podcast, but he's just doing it when I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I know. Perfect. Perfect reference. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so good. Thank, well, thanks, thanks for letting me interview you, bro. It's an honor. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you've been mentioning it to me. Like, let me interview you. I'm like, I don't know. Who wants to hear that? You know, and then I'm like, all right, let's do this 50th episode. People want to hear it, man. And you were one of the first. And also, thank you. I mean, you helped me build this podcast so much in the beginning. We were at a crossroads where I was like, what the hell are we about to do? And you offered up your super dope studio in the W Hotel. Um, helped me with engineer i mean so in so many ways you helped me and you're one of the first guests so supportive so i mean we probably wouldn't be at this point uh without your help no you would way. you would but i but i'm always well, happy to help 
it was it was great thank you and um and yeah so even since then i mean that must that was a while ago so um i don't know if one day we got to do a part three because i want to find out like what you're doing but yeah i want to know you know because there is things i want to i've seen you doing just since then that you've done so many cool things since then and you're doing so many cool things now and you have upcoming stuff so i definitely want to get into that at some point, I mean, we can yeah, talk by, about by, it now or another no, time. No, no, yeah, we can talk about it another time. But like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hustler. I'm out there hustling. I'm oh, hustling from the couch. I've been hustling from the couch during this this COVID time. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing it, and I see you're you're entering in the podcast world and all that. I just like to talk shit. That's a, <laughs> like if, if somebody can let me talk shit for a, for a small period of time, I jump on the opportunity. <laughs> well you want to you want to talk about any of that stuff on here we'll just do it no we, man this is your show I, i'll talk we can talk about we can talk about it next time i roll around <laughs> all right well yo thank you for taking the time to do this yeah, and brother. even taking the time to think about me and <laughs> I'll write all the questions and everything i really appreciate it and thanks for being a good friend and just a good person and and all yeah, that man, man. Same. Back at you, bro. All right. Uh, let me know if you need anything from me. I'll send you this audio and shit, and we'll get it popping. Same. All right. Um, All right, brother. All right. I'm going to end the recording. And uh, yeah, White Shadow, 50th episode, the 20 podcast, DJ, DJ Spider. Spider. Woo, DJ Spider. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. All right, peace. Well, that was it. I hope you guys had a good time checking that out. I had a great time doing it. Huge thank you to White Shadow for taking the time to do that with me. I really appreciate it. And huge shout to everybody on the team that helps make this happen and everyone at BeatSource. I am infinitely appreciative. So thank you. And thank you to you guys that are listening. We could not be doing it without you. And that is the real truth. So hit me. Anything I can do to help you guys. Anything you want me to discuss on this show that could really help um further your ideas on something or anything we could discuss i'm in so the podcast is is constantly growing the guests that we have booked for next week and the weeks after are unbelievable i'm really excited and uh that's what's up so the 20 podcast is produced by beat source and just make sure you join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to djs peace and that was the 20 with dj spider